The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Dr. Christine Charvet is an assistant professor in the College of Veterinary Medicine at Auburn University, specialising in comparative neuroscience using big data in genetics and neuroimaging. She's renowned for her work on translating time, a resource that enables researchers to find corresponding ages across human and model organisms, and has actively led initiatives to promote diversity in biomedical science. And Dr. Christine is with us here. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. So just before we get on with some real questions, what does all that actually mean? Our work is focused on harnessing information about model systems, um, and we're using that to generate biomedical resources like translating. So basically, you can find out how old a mouse is in human days, and we're working on that um, and expanding that research. So does that mean like when somebody says dog years, it's kind of you're making it relative? Yeah, it's relative. And there's still a lot of work to be done in that uh, regard. What we're doing here is we're integrating different kinds of information. So gene expression, anatomy, behavior, and using a lot of information to figure out how old an animal is in human days. Animals that live less than us, does it feel to them like a longer time, if you see what I mean? Yeah, that's a fascinating question. Um, we don't focus on that specifically, but we can definitely see that certain phases are accelerated in some species relative to others, but their perception or what is going on in their mind is a little bit more elusive to us. So how did you come up with the idea for translating time? It was actually not my idea. It's an idea that started uh, 25 years ago. So it's actually before my time. Um, and it's a professor at Cornell University who basically um, in the 90s came up with this notion that you could use the timing of certain developmental processes to find out how old uh, mouses in human days, um, a paper published in Science. And so I worked with her at Cornell and I started my lab. And what I wanted to do with the translating time resource is um, integrate different lines of research into it, looking at multiple scales of biological organizations so that we could uh, translate time across the entire lifespan. Because you've mentioned a couple of times now how old a mouse is in human days. How come it's measured in days 
and not years? Like, because that's the way you'd normally say how old someone is. Is it just because it has to be specific? Yeah. So much of our resource is focused on prenatal development. So before birth even occurs. Um, um, and so we use days after conception. Another reason is that when you look at neural events, you see that the timing of birth is all over the place. Um, but the timing of neural events is more like conserved or the pace and sequence between species is more conserved. So if you look, for instance, at some altricial species, so some species that are born in an immature state like um, mice, uh, and if you look at like a sheep or a goat, they're born in a mature state, they're like ready to go within a few days. So that's that 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 age of birth is it has a heterochrony. It's it, it's less predictable from the timing of other events. And so for us to be precise, we use days after conception. So how is it that researchers actually use translating time? Yeah, so that's a great question. So our resource um, primarily focuses on model systems. Um, so we find corresponding ages across about 19 model systems in humans um, on our uh, website called translatingtime.org. Um, and when we mean model system, we mean an animal um, that is often used to understand human biology or in, in health and also in disease. Um, and so the common model system is um, predominantly mouse. Uh, other model systems are used as well. And so we have that range of model systems represented in our resource. And so um, it's mostly uh, for biomedical scientists who are interested in solving human diseases. So they're interested in um, how can we use a mouse or a rat or, or a monkey to understand schizophrenia, autism, um, um, Alzheimer's disease. And we know that the these diseases in humans occur at specific ages. So schizophrenia is more likely to occur during adolescence. Um, Alzheimer's, um, you know, is a um, devastating disease that impacts the brain and cognition, and that occurs at late stages of human life. Um, and so in order for the mouse to be most useful to understand human biology, we need to find out how that mouse should be for study. And so people will often use our resource to figure out well, how old should that mouse model of schizophrenia be or um, another disease that impacts developmental biology in humans? Yeah, that's quite fascinating because maybe a lot of people when they first hear about this resource would maybe think, why would you want to do that other than just for fun? But actually, it's really important because I guess sometimes it works for things that aren't age specific, but you can't just test something on a mouse without necessarily knowing how old it is a lot of the time. Yes, that's exactly it. So there are a lot of things, uh, biological processes that occur at specific ages of our life. And so really um, use that mouse model to understand human disease. We need to find out what those comparable developmental processes um, are happening at those ages. And how come it is always mice that's used? Because the most similar animals to humans are like apes and stuff like that. You wouldn't necessarily think of mice. Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so mice are often used because they're easy to handle. They can be bred in large amounts. Um, you can study large samples of them um, and study them in the lab. That's really not the case for, you know, chimpanzees and orangutans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And there would also be ethical issues, you know, when studying some of our closest uh, relatives. So mice were chosen because um, they were easy to handle and because we could um, genetically manipulate them. From all the studies that you've done, what are some of the key findings that you've found? Yeah, so um, we've um, worked on expanding this translating time resource. Um, we've used different kinds of data like gene expression, anatomy, behavior, and using all that information, we were able to find out how old a human is in chimpanzee or gorilla or orangutan days. So we have expanded that resource to the lifespan. And one thing that's really striking from these, um, you know, comparative analysis across the entire lifespan is humans have this phase at late stages of life, like 80-year-old, 90-year-old humans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. With no clear counterpart in chimpanzees or other studied great apes. Um, and that's because um, chimpanzees will live up to about 40 years of age. You'll find, you'll find a couple of uh, super agers, but uh, for the most part, they don't live really past 40 years of age. And that maps onto humans in their 50s. Uh, and so, you know, beyond that, there's no there's no clear counterpart um, for chimpanzees. And what that means is that a lot of things that impact us at late stages of life, like Alzheimer's disease, which is, um, um, you know, a disorder that impacts cognition and, and brain, is something that's rather elusive in those chimpanzees and, and other, other primates. So I would say that the thing that's really striking to us right now is the fact that late stages of life, really, it just doesn't have a clear counterpart um, in those studied primates. How come they don't get Alzheimer's and dementia? Well, so our studies are finding that a 
40-year-old chimpanzee is actually a 50-year-old human. We, we develop, we take a bit longer to age um, than uh, chimpanzees, but um, if you look at the um, age translations, basically the 40-year-old chimpanzee mapping onto the 50-year-old humans, there's just, they just, if they were to live longer, if chimpanzees lived to 70, that would maybe be 80, then we, then we would start to see those aged phenomenon that we see in humans, but not so much in chimps. So what are the factors that lead to a chimpanzee at 40 being a 50 year old human and how do you come to that conclusion yeah so we collected a lot of different um time points so we looked at gradual changes in biology and behavior um looking at uh, transcription of the brain looking at um, brain scans and looking at these trajectories so for instance a gene expression will go up and down and the correspondence in human also goes up and down and we can use all of that information to find out that correspondence between a human and a chimp. Um, and then that's how we come up with it. I, the fascinating question is why is the clock different, you know, between humans and chimps? And that's um, something that um, is a fascinating question. Yes, it certainly is. Now, you are also looking into companion animals, especially cats at the moment. So how do you hope this will enhance our understanding of human biology? Yeah, so the thing that was really striking to us comparing humans and great apes is that fact that there's no phase of life in, in chimps. Uh, but when we look at um, uh, companion animals, and in particular cats, Cats, we see a lot of those aged phenomenon, like uh, cats have plaques and tangles, which is something you see um, in Alzheimer's disease. Um, they live long lifespans relative to their wild counterparts, uh, and they, 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 they. Some companion animals will um, have a disorder called uh, cognitive dysfunction syndrome which is uh, basically something maybe akin to dementia in humans. So things that really impact uh, humans at late stages of life are also seen in our companions. And in particular, we're studying these cats. And so we are looking to cats, uh, thinking that they might be a good model system for human aging. Yeah, well, they certainly must be because I had a cat that had dementia once and it pooed all over the house. So I can testify that they certainly can get dementia. It's certainly interesting that all these different animals have different things going on. Is it like an evolution thing, do you think? Like maybe one day far in the future, if some things happen, then some animals will start to like get older, have an older human age or younger? Yeah, so that's really interesting. Um, the way we're thinking about it is these companions, these cats and these dogs, <clears throat> they're getting veterinary care. So maybe your cat got a lot of veterinary care, right? Because there are companions. We love our companions and we'll, we'll make sure they... Um, go in maybe for their wellness exams every year, take good care of them. And yeah. I think that good care um, is promoting long lifespans and at least some of the companions that we have. And so um, I think that this long lifespan in those companions is kind of a consequence of us caring so much for them. Um, and I think in the wild, for instance, cats um, maybe wouldn't are less likely to live as long as they do when they're in our care. So we see it as um, environmental effect, the fact that they live with us, share similar environments, and also um, are subject to medical care. And that's all promoting their long lifespans and um, leading 
leading to sort of these issues that we have during aging. What are some of the ways that people can get involved with the research if they want to? Yeah, so we have um, a project. Uh, it's called Project Katage. Um, and um, you can find out more on my uh, website, charvelab.com, um, where we are actively recruiting people to donate information about their cat. So you can participate if you'd like, because it sounds like you had an old cat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I suppose. Does it count for dead cats as well as ones that are still with us? So we want the veterinary record. So we want to know, um, we want cats with known ages, um, and we just want to go through their health records and we're going to go through their health records so that we can predict how old those cats are um, in human days and we'll integrate that into the translating time website we would be thrilled to get cats from the uk because we're really interested in getting uh diverse cats because we want to see diverse cats and compare them to you know the broad range of humans you know, we see around is there any other research projects you're working on at the moment or thinking about in the future or is it all cats just no. So cats um, were just something that we're really interested in because they showed those um, phenotypes, um, um, those aged uh, phenotypes like um, plaques and tangles and extended lifespan. Um, but we are um, actually studying a broad range of mammals, um, cats and then dogs, um, primates. Um, and what we're really interested in is harnessing the diversity across life forms to inform human health. Well, where can we keep up to date with the research and of course get involved if you just remind us of all that? Yeah, sure. So our website, our resource to translate time is called translatingtime.org. Um, you can leave us some feedback on uh, charvelab.com. That's my lab's website. Um, and so those are two resources where you can learn more about what we're doing and keep up to date and participate your cat in Project Katage. Excellent. Well, many thanks for joining us. It's been excellent to talk to you. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.